You know, we always wanted the ultra high definition, but now it's like you ultra, ultra. Much. I yeah. can see like the pimples. I can see into their dreams and stuff. Yeah, I'm like, yes. God, you don't even want to be on this show for real. I'm <laughs> yeah. reading thoughts and shit. Exactly. Uh, exactly. But yeah, um, that's I guess always gonna be the case now. Like we're, we're not, going, we're not gonna, going backwards. No, technology. That's hustling backwards. Technology yeah. don't do that. Not at all. Not at <laughs> we all. Don't hustle backwards here at Begin Podcast. Neither do TVs. So I want to telegraph. You want to? Can you use it on a monorail? Monorail. <laughs> What's that? Monorail. Monorail. <laughs> I mean, it, we we just watched a movie about a bunch of space beings who can't handle their computers. So, I mean, it might happen. We'll get uh, it. Yeah. We'll, but speaking we'll of it. which, yes, yeah. the Begin Podcast is in the building as always, What's and good? today we're talking about the most anticipated film of quite some time, uh, the final Star Wars chapter. Hold on, I'm gonna do this. The final Star Wars <laughs> chapter, because you know where there's money to be made, they're gonna make that money. Uh, so more likely than not, this won't be the last we see of the Star Wars universe. But uh, as of right now, it's the last movie, and that is Star Wars. What's the, what's the what's the thing I? the colon I don't even know Rise of Skywalker Rise of Skywalker I'm glad I didn't know that because that's whack Um, but but, it uh, is yeah so we're going to be talking about Rise of Skywalker today Uh, the whole crew uh, that's here today as you can see uh, we got to see it uh, and we we definitely feel some type of way about it Um, I'm Catalyst if you didn't know I'm the host of this uh, nerdy affair uh, every week or so uh, at this point Uh, and then the crew with me I got is your boy Double Black in the building coming at you with that nerdy Star Wars uh, love or not love, depending on if you're a real fan or not. But uh, we're going to get into it. We're going to chop it up on this latest and quote-unquote final episode of the Skywalker Saga, Rise of Skywalker, Episode 9. A real fan. Yeah. And after him, I got... Yo, it's uh, Laser Beam uh, ready to kick off Order 67. Word. Yeah. Where's my Order 67 at? Word. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get those get yeah. rebels. So yeah, we watched uh, Rise of Skywalker this weekend, along with everyone else on the planet, because you know it, Star Wars is the color of the month, and so yeah, yeah, they we, told you guys to watch we, Star they Wars. They told everybody to go watch Star Wars. So yeah. I went and watched it too. Yeah, it was yeah. a pretty aggressive media campaign, I would yeah. say. Mm-hmm. You couldn't turn on TV like Hit without with the force, without watching. You know, they had NBA players doing uh, Star Wars impersonations at NBA games the last month yep. at halftime. They yep. every Toyota commercial or uh, you know, uh, phone commercial has like some kind of Star Wars related stuff in it right yeah. now. So go see Star Wars. I mean they just hit us <laughs> with the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda crazes all out through know, the window with it. So that helps too. Uh, essentially we're on the Star Wars exactly. train here. Exactly. Um, and exactly. to be honest, uh, I'm not the realest fan as these two fellas to my right, but uh, you know, it sounds like this train kind of derailed at some point <laughs> here recently. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so so I'm, yeah. I'm, first I'm, let's question. To, let's talk about it. Yeah. I know. First question out of the gate, everyone wants to know. No, Baby Yoda is not in this movie. So if you was gonna go see Baby Yoda. Cause that's what people have been asking me. Really? You have people actually. So this is what y'all mean by people who aren't real fans. Like, why would you even assume that? that They're like, is Baby Yoda in this? I movie? can't even call him Baby Yoda because I know better than that's Baby Yoda. Like, why would you even assume that? But he's... that's what people ask me, so I figured we should start with that. You know, that's, off the top. All right. Well, you know? no, he's not in the movie. <laughs> yeah, just real. You know, that we're. You know, as always, we're doing heavy spoilers. Heavy and... spoilers. Heavy spoilers. Spoiler alert! Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. Spoiler, spoiler. If you haven't seen it, don't listen. Stop right here. Exactly. Uh, but if you, if you don't want spoilers. But if, if you don't want, if spoiler. you don't mind, if you don't just mind, keep, yeah. just keep listening. 
Yeah. You know, and keep, then, keep uh, you know, hit us in the comments and let us know what you think after you listen to our podcast. And, uh, you know, and uh, begin podcast at Gmail. Also hit us up there and let us know what you think, uh, so forth and so on. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get into it right now. So this movie, Episode 9, takes place a few years after the last movie. It's officially one year. Yeah, uh, one year? Yeah. Okay. You, you keep trying to put logic into these. <laughs> is, that, is that space It's years? officially one year after... Uh, the Last Jedi, which, if you remember, is la- when we last left our heroes, they were uh, the entire resistance had been decimated and left to like thirty people in the because Millennium of, because Falcon. Because of Poe, uh, yeah, because of, I'd yeah. say because of Hodo. So because <laughs> because of several bad, several um, bad choices, several bad choices on all of the, them on the resistance or rebellions yeah. fall. But also, they were put in some ridiculous situations because of the, just the creative choices Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams have made. Um, and for me, this movie was just like a rebuttal to the last movie. Uh, Ryan Johnson made a lot of choices in Last Jedi. If you want to know how we feel about Last Jedi and definitely watch our very, very first episode, the yep. very first episode of Begin Podcast is um, our, our sort of our take on The Last Jedi. Um, uh, spoiler alert, we are not very gracious. Um, in no. our in our um, critique of that film, but I was probably the most gracious. Uh, yeah. Yes, you were. <laughs> but uh, as a lifelong diehard Star Wars fan, you know uh, I have to kind of look at these. It's hard for me to separate the individual movies from the overarching thing of what they're trying to do, and so we'll get into it really deeply. But um, again, on a surface level, this movie is just a rebuttal because Ryan Johnson did a lot of things in episode eight, the last Jedi that didn't sit well with a lot of fans. And so JJ Abrams comes in as the writer director and he is uh, a massive star Wars fan. And he was the target age of like 12 or 13 when the, when the first set of movies came out, you know, he was that young kid, maybe 10, something like that. So he has grown up loving star Wars his whole life. And in a lot of, this movie is, you know, some people call it fan service. I, I would say it's more like an homage um, to to various scenes and and story arcs and and uh, and just parts of the original OG trilogy um, that he has put back into this movie um, to kind of like make up for all the stuff that. Um, and if you didn't know, in the last and when the last Jedi came out, it really divided the fandom. It really a lot of people did not like what Ryan Johnson did with Luke Skywalker, making him uh, a, a hermit. Um, and then a lot of people felt that like Ray was too overpowered. Um, so and a lot of people didn't just like the treatment of like other characters like Admiral Akbar um, and and so forth and so on. And so that was really tough for a lot of people to swallow. Um, and J.J. Abrams has come back in, and a lot of his choices have been to like recognize those issues with the fans and kind of give you know more or less give the fans what they want so, pander yeah pander, some people pander, say it's pander, called pander, pander. <laughs> yeah so what do you got laser beam no i'm just you know severely disappointed in this movie and this trilogy this disney sequel trilogy it's uh been uh extremely uh underwhelming and uh not interesting um it's just it's just light, and it's a dog and pony show, light and sound effects for, you know, masses of people just to sit and watch and be like, oh, that was that was good. I, you know, I see so many people, like, you know, come out of the movie and just be like, oh, it was great. And, you know, couldn't tell you a thing about it. You know, can't tell you a thing about the last movie. Yeah, because it's about you know. the superficial attachment to it. Uh-huh. Not the, yeah, not the, just, the, yeah, the, yeah. Not the deep attachment. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's like everything. But, you know, um... It just has a name, like it says Star Wars, and then that has meant something for forty years, like literally to other people. So they're like, I guess that means something to me too, you know. And so, <laughs> you know, uh, so these people, you know, and so, it, you know, it, it, the, the, there's like two things like that make me like real sad about this whole thing. Like one is like right before this movie came out, I was just on a very personal level, just really sad about how they've destroyed the Star Wars lore. Um, you know, Disney is, you know, um, it's just real, they're just a bunch of, you know, it's just evil corporation as far as I'm concerned. And essentially they're, they've put, uh, people who don't care about Star Wars in charge of it. Like it can be yes, profitable yes. and cause Marvel's in the same camp. So like, like as long as it makes money, that's all Disney bottom line cares about. But like it could make money and be of high quality. Like, like, like the, Marvel's like proven. the MCU. Yeah. 
but like so this movie these movies are not good quality but they make a lot of money they still like make a lot of money because of name recognition so and that just made me like real sad because they're just uh destroying the characters and the story but then like the other thing that makes me sad is like i is, that can't be stopped that's what i realized after this this movie's doing pretty well uh, financially um it's not essentially it's doing worse than the previous two films which is a bad sign um uh essentially it has made like the first movie made like 250 million dollars on its opening weekend force awakens and uh last jedi made uh like 220 million on its opening weekend and this movie is set to make 190 million on its opening weekend. and that's interesting because the and that's it, you it know held big numbers for the thursday opening yeah, it no, I mean it, had, it did forty million, 40 on, Thursday, million on Thursday, and those right. movies did uh, about the same amount over on their Thursdays. They did. Uh, right, because that's what all the hard hardcore fans go. Yeah, the you know, comparison numbers. Take a day off of yeah, work yeah. to go see it. No, like forty million sounds like a lot. See, that's like the game that they're playing. It sounds like a lot, but like compared to like in the last like ten years, there's it's like number twelve of like. Of all time, Thursdays yeah. is like that's nothing. Like Endgame, yeah. in like all these movies, like Inf- Endgame and Infinity, Infinity War. War, like all these other movies, even you know those yeah. are so, Man, and that just yeah. speaks to the sort of like divided fandom. You know, I as a hardcore Star Wars fan for most of my life, I re- you know the prequels hurt really badly a lot, um, and then this French this trilogy has not you know fixed that for me. Um, the best thing they've done you know is the recently is the mandalorian like in my opinion the last 20 years the best thing they've done is the mandalorian and it it goes to laser beam's point of you know disney bought it from george lucas and there was this beautiful expanded universe with all these great stories and books and they didn't have to go verbatim you know but they could have took you know better inspiration from that you know everyone loves infinity war and endgame and those aren't the infinity gauntlet saga verbatim you know they are an adaptation of that trade paperback exactly. of that story exactly you know uh because there's you know in that story there's no silver surfer there's no mistopheles there's no all these other characters that come into play if you go shot for shot beat for beat of what's in infinity exactly. gauntlet yeah but they could have used those as really good springboards to tell some interesting stories that continue you know that would continue and i know like you know han luke and leia they're like they're 60 70 you know years old now so you can't have them like running out there doing all the like stuff that they did in the books that take place when they're just five or ten years out after Return of the Jedi. But they're, you know, they could have, you know, used those stories and outlines to better um, incorporate and build a better expanded universe in this new cinematic universe, as opposed to just rehashing, in one movie, rehashing episode four, Star Wars, which, you know, pretty much anyone who watches Star Wars and then watches Force Awakens is just like, this is a remake. This yeah. is a shot for shot <laughs> remake. Yep. You know, we were just having that discussion earlier, right? For sure, for sure. And then, you know, then you bring in someone who's, as Laserbeam has said, and Ryan Johnson, who doesn't care about Star Wars at all and is just about subverting expectations um, and trying to basically troll the fan base. You know, and he would say challenge, you know, or his defenders would say challenge. But, you know, people don't go to Star Wars for that kind of thing. Um, and so... Uh, Star Wars is a certain kind of story that has to, in my opinion, operate in, in a certain kind of like narrative space and narrative parameters. Um, and so that was that, you know, that didn't do well in my eyes and in a lot of other fans eyes. And so then you have J.J. Abrams coming to this movie and we're not going to do a big recap of everything that happens in this movie. We'll just talk about certain scenes and sequences that we liked or didn't like. You guys are going to see it. So, yeah. And so he, you know, in my opinion, just had to do damage control. This whole movie, this whole movie was just damage control to kind of get uh, people back on board who, you know, uh, Laserbeam dubbed earlier extreme casuals, people who kind of like Star Wars and know Star Wars. And the people are like, oh, well, I, you know, am I this is my coloring of it. It's like, oh, I dressed up as Princess Leia once for Halloween lightsabers in college cool. and lightsabers are cool. And, you know, and I'm not trying to disrespect anyone, but as a true, true, you know, as a hardcore fan this is not what we wanted um and it's better than the last set because at least it's not trolling us but it's also not um it, it's just like remember that it's like the member berries from uh from south park it's like remember this scene where you liked it you know like i laughed out loud so many times in the theater because it was just like they were lifting stuff straight from like 
Empire Strikes Back and scenes from Return of the Jedi and mm-hmm. and even A New Hope and like he was even stealing from him there's scenes from Force Awakens where he was just like stealing I was like you're stealing from yourself man this is this is insane and it was like you know uh you know, so those were, that's like an, a big problem is that it doesn't feel authentic. It feels like, you know, uh, Catalyst was saying kind of pander to. Uh, the things I did, there were a few things I did. Like, I want to completely, you know, crap all over this movie. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, up top here, you know, a little earlier, I will say that I really thought the, mu- the m- movie was visually well done. Like, the visuals are amazing in this movie. Uh, I mean, but you expect that. It's Disney. It's a billion-dollar company. They're going to put a lot of... And this is a huge tentpole movie for them. But, like, like the landscapes, the, the spaceships, like, all that stuff looks amazing and is really well done. All the special effects, the in the fights with all the ships, you know, ship-to-ship fighting, people running on the sure, sure. hull of ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got to get yeah. into it. Like, yeah, it looked good. But, like, yeah. is there... Yeah. I, I just can't, like, just yeah. hit on, like... Sure, yeah. they they know how to make a, a good yeah. looking movie, but yeah, like, yeah. Um, is there any like and just technical? Is there anything besides technical things? You oh, like? the music! I thought the you music, know John yeah, Williams. Right. You know he did a really good. Because I with the felt score. that was more impressive than the visuals. The visuals is like, yeah. like they got that on rap. Yeah. Like um, I can't, I can't, I just can't sit here and just like let you like. I just can't That's let fine. anybody like yeah. talk about like oh the visuals are good like yeah fine yeah. like it's the laziest thing like yeah. for these for these people like yeah. it's like almost like it's like rote yeah at they, this they point. do they like, do visuals well I'm just trying sleep. to be yeah. even handed I'm trying to like look at all sides of it you yeah. know because you know uh, the people who watch us the people who listen to us doesn't you know don't necessarily want to just listen to us like rip on a movie for like an hour and a half yeah, and, and be super negative and so yeah you know well, that's so, how i feel and uh-huh. so i'm just trying to be as you know even-handed as possible yeah. you know yeah. i'm more on your side of things but yeah. you know i'm trying to just you know look at the good and the bad yeah 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 i just hear people talking about how good it looks it's and good, shit, yeah like, and we knew it was gonna look good but yeah. like while it looks good and it's technologically impressive how do they explain all this technology? That's one of my biggest gripes in the movie is this is supposed to be in space. There's supposed to be hard science, I guess, around stuff that's going on and things like that, or at least believable science. And so one, uh, I was talking to Laserbeam. One of the biggest things for me is they said in the movie they had to erase a robot in order to get information from the robot. Right, they had to mm-hmm. wipe his memory <laughs> to get right. the robot. They had to reboot him. They, you know what I mean, like that. It, him, it, it, as a person who understands how computers work, you don't erase it to get something from it. Yeah, that made no. That sense. makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. To me, that was like how the that logic was like how uh, people of the baby boomer generation understand would computers. understand. Right, computers. right. But then you got you know my man, <laughs> yeah. my man. Shout out to him, Babu. I don't even say Babu Free and then doing his thing. He's like one of the best hackers ever. He can't, you know, he can't get into it. Like he can't, you know, like there has to be somebody in the universe that can do this. You know what I'm saying? In the galaxy, like, like Lando Calrissian got a jerry curl in space. Okay. He figured out how to do that. Yeah. So somebody can get into this robot is what I'm trying to say. I mean, why? I mean, there's so many questions on that it's scene. A ton of, it's like they, of. they have this. I mean, a movie might as well be called Star Wars: The Scavenger Hunt because it's oh, just yeah. like them yeah. going after MacGuffin after MacGuffin after, after MacGuffin. Um, why with, not send with, Ray on some of these imperative missions? You with got, just yeah. like, she just chilling at home base. You don't yeah. send her to none of these with crazy exposition, just exposition dumps on you as yeah. an audience. You know, one thing I'll say: the movie's not slow. No, it's definitely no. not the, slow. So I, I honestly, like that's one thing I will give it credit for is the pacing is is well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always say I have issues when we see these movies at like a late night time trying to keep up, especially when the pacing starts to slow down and things yeah. like that. This movie definitely kept me on my toes for the duration. Yeah. And like you said, it's visually impressive. So there's never an instance where you're like, this is boring. Yeah. Um, so like some of the stuff that happens is like, I, I could spit this out. I could do without it. But, you know, I was yeah. never like not visually enticed yeah so but I mean, yeah, at the th- same time is is yeah. kind of flat i mean that's what i'll say i mean i definitely wasn't bored watching this movie but yeah. the, i always have to ask especially with star wars the critical reason why why is the character doing anything why are these people here and then once you start asking if you're a critical like viewer of anything especially star wars then you're going to be disappointed heavily because the whys of what they're of why they're doing what they're doing is very 
flimsy at best um because like i said it's just like they have to go to this place to get this thing and go to that place to get this thing to find that the empress come back and find their way to the empress hidden planet you know and the empress built a whole fleet of star destroyers and you know and it's just like how like you know he's built like over a year like you know thousands to maybe ten thousand no one knows exactly but like thousands of ships potentially over 30 years like like where were these shipyards where did he get the the materials what's your production capability what's your gdp my dude like he's just out here and they all have death star lasers on them like, yeah and they all have like planet destroying lasers on them it <laughs> makes sense yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just like what's going on here and they all are crewed and to crew like if you again if you're a hardcore fan like me and laser beam you know it takes like ten thousand people to crew a star destroyer so if you, even if you have a thousand of them that's like a hundred thousand like where you get all these Bro, people it took them like <laughs> like a long ass time to even load the joint up to yeah. shoot yes <laughs> yeah. had, they had a whole crew of dudes that like to, to yeah. charge the beam yeah. on that bitch on, on so, the original yeah, yeah like let like let alone yeah. have them like be manned by like one or even a smaller crew of people. people like that smaller crew of people wouldn't even be able to open up the doors to the ship yes. like you wouldn't even be able to open up the drop ships for other people to yeah. get in the ship yeah. so <laughs> just yeah, there's like what so is, like yeah. yeah. Like, I, I mean, at the end of Return, like one of the like minor or major questions, depending on how big your fandom is, uh, the Death Star blows up. Like it's blown up into atoms. Why is there wreckage on this planet? Like it blows. Why do up. they keep <laughs> making the same faulty ship over and <laughs> yeah. over again? It yeah. gets thwarted over and, and over, over again. again. Like redesign this motherfucker, man. Yeah. Like make something else. Like yeah. it, it. Like just... for me, like again, trying to think of a good thing is like. One of the good whys that I saw was that Ray actually gets defeated. Like, she loses to Kylo. Yeah. Um, he which, also real moist, though. Which was like, okay, like, too little, too late. You make her kind of fallible at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but she ends up winning a fight because, like, Leia calls out yeah, to Kylo. Yeah, like, she, all, she, mm. she has struggled in a fight mm. and is pretty much on the brink of being defeated. And then, but, like, the fight is interrupted with Leia, so, like, she gets help from someone else. So, yeah, it's, like, technically, like you said, it's the very first time she's uh, shown, shown some uh, uh, monochrome of, of defeat and, and vulnerability. vulnerability. Yeah. Uh, because there's a thing that uh, I noticed. Um, it got, um, I noticed uh, she does not take damage throughout this entire trilogy. Yeah, she never gets hurt. She had never takes damage. Like there's mm-hmm. a point where uh, my man Snoke grabbed her up and like was floating her in the air and like it's it was trying like, to like force rip Octu's location like, out of her mind. And she's like, yeah. like in that. But I, she doesn't take any physical. She damage. doesn't take any physical damage. Yeah, you know? you're right. And like throughout... Luke lost a hand. Anakin lost a hand, and they were yeah. like the best dude. I mean, Anakin's supposed to be the best guy ever. He's supposed to be pure midichlorians, right? Right. Mm-hmm. A convergence right. in the force. <laughs> like, you know? And Luke uh, is his son. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. I think, because I, I noticed that at one point in this movie, she like hurts her wrist. Like, yes. <laughs> and she yeah, goes, During the fight. During the fight. Yeah, yeah, during the <laughs> And she waves her wrist. She goes out. I was like, I think that's, and my brain was like, that's the first time she's physical been, damage. she's been ever hurt. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. is she going to lose that arm? Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the first time. <laughs> or that so, hand. Like, uh, you know, until we evolve into different beings of understanding, human beings work on a, a pretty basic level of recognizing empathy through struggle, through physical um, adversity, and, you know, adversity yeah. especially during uh, an adventure or physical story. So the fact that she takes no damage um, relays that she is not a acceptable um, uh, protagonist hero uh, for the hero's journey. And, you know, if, if that's your bag and, like, you like that, that's cool, but you're not dealing with, you're not, so that one that tells me you don't, hey, you know, at me, you know, disagree with me, you can unfriend me, I don't, I don't <laughs> care. Uh, just keep listening to it so you can yell at me um, in, the, in the podcast. But, like, that means you don't know what, what struggle is. Like, if you can't understand why the hero needs to struggle, um, like, she struggles with emotional things and, like, exhaustion a little bit but like no physical damage yeah, it's, not f- it's, yeah, it's not heroic yeah it's not heroic it's just like it's a goal. yeah it's a like it's a arduous emotional journey for her but that's you know but that's there that's half the battle literally like you know it's, um 
Well, it's a good point to bring so. up because I think the movie and, and the trilogy in general has a large issue with damage in general, like with, with how yeah. people take and are affected by things. And one specific thing that jumped out for me in this most recent movie is they got into like a, a laser beam fight, pew, 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 in the ship at one point. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, Finn gets hit in the shoulder. Yeah. By yes. the same kind of laser beam that's killing dudes in Star Trooper armor all right. around him. Right. And all he does is hold his shoulder and go, ah, ah, that's my sh- ah, dog, we got Yeah, yeah, story plot armor. You forgot so about that I'm plot trying, armor damage I'm, resistance. Yo, he got, he got block a block a block in the ship. I'm saying something like, my man should have needed an infirmary. Yeah, and that's the last time like, you yeah. noticed that damage. He gets up like, and he's cool he's after that. He's holding his arm like this. Kind of, like kind of. It's in a sling. It's in a sling yeah, for a while. So he got oh. shot. He got yo. He shouldn't. But have had is, is it like while he's running around? Oh, yeah, but like he no, not. I know. So like I sure. Well, I don't know. Whenever when uh, when Hux like frees them up. Right. Yo, my man Hux. He frees them up and and like maybe he's still injured then. But I feel like he's just running around. Maybe he got healed up by Bacta by the time that they're on the uh, the, the final, final battle. Assault. Yeah. yeah. When he's in the X wing. Mm-hmm. So let me say this about Hux real quick. This is pure garbage. Like Hux was a wasted yeah. character. Like everybody, every so many people were wasted. Everybody's yeah. a wasted character. Yeah. Finn is the most wasted character. I was gonna say Finn still oh, didn't yeah. do shit. But Finn. but let me get on Hux real quick. Hux was like a terrible overacting character in the first movie. He's just this terrible over um, reaction uh, copy of Tarkin. He's and in, like Tarkin is a cool dictator. And when I say cool, I mean in both ways. Like he's low key and like he just invades Leia's personal space when he's threatening her. You know, he never raises his voice. He's, um, it's how actual He's fascist, calm and collective. He's calm and collective. And Hux is this, uh, petulant, petulant child. child screaming, arg- like arguing in, uh, in front of, uh, Snoke, um, in front of, Ky- with Kylo Ren. And then in the second movie, he's turned into a incredible punchline of a character. Like Snoke and, and Kylo are just flinging him around with the force. And like, and he's just this ridiculous character, and like your mama jokes with Poe um, yeah. at the beginning of Last Jedi. So like, they had fucked up with with Poe, and like, uh, with Double, Hux. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, with Hux. Thank you. With Double Black said, they they this movie is an overcorrection of everything from the last two movies, or especially with Last Jedi. And so like, they're like Hux is like nothing anymore. The internet was like has turned on him. It doesn't care about him. Like doesn't respect or fear him at all doesn't see him as a good villain so they like essentially they're planning on just get rid of him and when he reveals himself to be a traitor as soon as he does that like the next thing you see him he's, he's trying to do his lie to the other general guy who they have replaced him essentially and he just sh- and that guy just shoots Hux it's like alright we're done with Hux and that was when Hux was the potentially the most interesting he's ever been as this mole and like traitor yeah. character there's like there's stuff that could have been done there yeah, like explored with explored yeah. with but they just immediately like get rid of him They're like yeah. ah well you know he, he yeah. sucks and so it's it, to me that's you know just another example that's a prime example of what's wrong with this, this yeah. entire trilogy and it's just like yeah i mean this yeah. movie would have been a good second movie and then if yeah, there's another what, movie exactly. after you know what? that i yeah. never even thought of it like that yeah. until you yeah. just said that yeah. is they needed four 100 no people they didn't they just, they just needed to not do the last movie <laughs> no no i'm saying by the point of last jedi <laughs> yeah. yeah they needed to do two more movies <laughs> yeah. after yeah. Last to, to redeem again, that yeah. garbage I mean, there's, yeah, yeah. yeah there's definitely a lot of people there's a lot of people i've talked to who are just like uh, they should have done because they're, people are used to this at this point especially younger people break it up into two yeah do the uh, Hunger Games Harry Potter like episode part nine, one part one, one part episode two nine, part because two. this movie there are like I said there are moments of greatness in this movie in my yeah, opinion yeah, but, it's um, so rushed, but it's yeah. like so rushed and so yeah. pushed together yeah. that it should have been instead of being two and a half hours it should have been like four hours or maybe five hours been but infinity, I don't want to see more of this in, you know anyway yeah exactly and so if they had gotten if they hadn't done Last Jedi and they had done this movie instead the second, yeah. as the second movie and then had another movie like that would have been a better uh arc and story-wise because yeah. so many characters it's like too late too little too late like they try and give poe a backstory like you know at the 11th hour and they try and make yeah. finn have some resonance with some other ex-stormtroopers in the 11th hour yep 
And by that point, you don't care. Like, you know, we... Yeah, they're we've, wasted by last Yeah, Jedi. we've discussed... What's the name has talked about that? Corwinder. Shout out to Corwinder. Yeah, shout on, out to Corwinder. On this, on this podcast of just how yep. Finn is one of the most wasted characters. Like, you know, we've seen a, a desert scavenger become... The chosen uh, the, one. The chosen twice. one. Twice. We've seen that <laughs> twice, yeah, twice in Star Wars. We've seen the the yeah. scoundrel character become the, you know, mercenary or with the heart of gold and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what we haven't seen? A ex-stormtrooper become a good guy. That could have been a really good or interesting sort of character arc and explanation, but they pretty much wasted Finn. Like, he did... He really didn't he do didn't anything. anything. He, he was very anything. neutered. You know, this whole, like, you know, is he interested in Ray? Does he have force powers? Like they, yeah, they, everything they, about him is kept in the the background. Like, yeah, they don't, oh, Ray, I gotta tell you something. Oh, yeah. later. Even in this yeah. movie, these yeah. cowards, these like idiots. Exactly. Like even in this movie, like you know, like can't let a black man touch a white lady. Like yeah. you know, because that's all. That's the main reason they never. Kissed. Yeah, that's the way it reads. Like that's, that's the, the way. It, like that's the main reason they they never even touched because like they feel like it's Emma Till all over again and shit. Yeah. So like, it'll be know, too controversial. It'll be too controversial. But like, but in addition to that, mixed it's just, force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, the, and, and so these these racist two dudes, because I'm saying they're white liberal racists at me. Uh, Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams, uh, like, let him like you can have some ladies of color touch you, you know, and like, uh, you know, our Ryan Johnson's like some aliens. Yeah, he's, stuff like oh, that. Oh, Rose. And- Rose. No, I don't know alien shit. Uh, I'm talking oh, about uh, Asian, oh, an Asian woman. Like, you, like you can have Rose. And then, because I want Kylo and Ray together, yeah. and then they continue that in this movie, Kylo and Ray, and then, um, uh, and then he's like, oh, "Here's a black lady." J.J. Abrams like, "Here's, here's, all right, I, not Asian, black lady." Like, you know, like she's she's with you. And Do like, I even explain what happened to the Asian trip? She's still. She's, she's just there. Out. She's just she's hanging, hanging out, out with Leia. Yeah. She's doing paperwork for Leia. She does paperwork with Leia. <laughs> damn, son, that's so damn. That's, yeah, they that's just didn't even try to write her out. They were just <laughs> no. like, you know what, you. Yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, there's so many. Pro- I mean, like again, they're trying to like, JJ Abrams is trying to capture that magic of the original trio and have you know Poe, Finn, and and Rave seem like they're a team and they work together. You know, they're arguing at the beginning about like not being out there, but and they all hug and, and I'm just like. I don't get the feeling that like these people they even want to be work together, yeah, yeah. let alone really like each other. Right. Yeah, I can, you I can know? pull that from For me, like the life I've lived, the only way I could see that is like if they were all fucking. I was like, oh, this is some kind of polyamorous thing, and they just mad at one person in the in the in pod the the, right now. Yeah. So they going off and doing their own thing. So I was just like, because it didn't, it just seemed so forced and so fast that they like you know they didn't spend time again because the second movie had them all split up and doing different things and Poe acting like an idiot and Finn doing something that don't make no the sense. Worst. <laughs> you the know. worst. Poe should so, have been exiled. And so it's just like <laughs> it don't, you know, it don't make no sense like uh, t- when you see the three of them together. Like you're supposed to feel like they, you know, like almost like the Avengers. Like when you see Cap, Thor and like Iron Man hang out, even though they don't always hang out and do stuff together, you know that there's like a bond built up over time with these dudes. And the same thing that they try and like facsimilate in this movie, but it doesn't work. It falls flat. I'm just like, I don't feel like these people like each other, you know, or want to work together. And, and so it feels very forced and inauthentic when you see it on screen. Um, and because they truly didn't try to build any of this stuff, you know, no. like with the Marvel characters you just referenced, like they have inside jokes, they have references to older material and things that, yes. you know, whereas this movie could totally do that. They just choose not to. Yeah, exactly. They just, yeah. Again, like another example of like how this movie's trying to over spend so much time overcorrecting is the first shot of Last Jedi is basically Luke Skywalker throwing a lightsaber over his shoulder. And in this movie, Rey decides to go down the path of Luke Skywalker of cutting herself off from the Force. And when she learns her history, that she's a Palpatine and all this kind of stuff. So she decides to throw a lightsaber, her lightsaber into the fire that she started on this, on Octu. And Force Luke Skywalker catches it and says, that's no way to treat the weapon of a Jedi. Like, in direct opposition of what Ryan Johnson established in the last movie as to what Luke Skywalker was. And so... Just seeing that, it's just like, it's so obvious that he's trying to, you know, in my opinion, again, damage control, fix, you know, all the problems that Ryan Johnson interjected into Star Wars with his movie. Um, but, you know, again, it's like too little, too late. It falls flat. It's, it's just like there's, 
there's too many things. You know, the first third of this movie, the first act, they're just introducing a bunch of exposition and material to you to like fix the last movie and then they try and start off and set up a new movie that they then have to like rush to get through the whole plot and it's just like like we said scavenger hunt mcguffin 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 go find this thing go do this thing and so it's not and it's not cohesive it doesn't make a lot of sense um and the character arcs are just you know race character as as laser beam has said you can't empathize with her because she's just you know from a majority of this thing never gets hurt you know she's always just the overpowered hero who can just do everything um and then you know finn is just wasted poe they try and give him a backstory too but like you know a they, lot of it is just like bs like heart-wrenching like yeah stuff that they like didn't even need to put in like you yeah. know what i'm saying like the yeah. whole we think we lose chewy thing is like you know uh, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's like stuff to get Red you herring. enthralled in yeah. something that isn't really yeah part of what the yeah. story really is you and know? then they throw in a, like different layers and flavoring of nostalgia they're like remember lando yeah. here he is yeah. jerry there girl still go. tight it's just a manipulation <laughs> to get the audience like excited like you see this person like you haven't seen 40 years you know in in, in the movies like oh, oh here's lando i'm supposed to have a reaction like he's not doing anything. He's just old. He's just sitting there. He's just not just drinking. I'm just chilling. Yeah, old black dude grilling. Old black dude chilling. Grilling. Like grilling in space. You know, <laughs> grilling and grilling. You know, like uh, you know, like so. I want to get into this MacGuffin nonsense. So like this dude, like MacGuffin, is a object or device in a movie or book that serves merely as a trigger for the plot. Do your googles. Yeah, I googled it. Um, so. Uh, the MacGuffins in this movie are the Wayfinders, um, which is a re uh, thing they stole from the expanded universe called the Sith Holocrons. Um, and they tell you the location of where... Uh, Exegol. Exegol, this planet where uh, uh, Chef zombie Palpatine. Palpatine has been hanging out. Right. Uh, Sheev is how his name is pronounced. Um, yes. And uh, But let's call him Chef for funnies. <laughs> um and for 30 years and and it's just like he copied him he copied himself uh jj abrams copied himself from force awakens in force awakens he just has all these MacGuffins of the plans to get to where luke is hiding like it's this race to find where luke is hiding it's and a map yeah. it's a map yeah the, find the map to the map luke to skywalker is, back to skywalker we're gonna you know like like you're not fooling <laughs> anybody we're you're gonna characters are gonna meet up with luke skywalker characters are gonna meet up with palpatine all these the MacGuffin chasing which is like we gotta get that device, and we, or if we don't have it, we don't do this thing. Like you know, the original Star Wars has a MacGuffin too, but it's a well done MacGuffin of the Death Star plans, and it like serves its, but it helps it naturally drives the plot as opposed to like uh, in his two films, uh, Force Awakens and um, uh, Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. So it's is. And he has like multiple, he has multiple wayfinders for people to find. And then like it's a MacGuffin and a MacGuffin, like you need to find a Sith dagger to find the right. the other MacGuffin, the other wayfinder. Right. And like the Sith dagger will lead you, you know, how do you get there? And, and so it's like instead of spending all that time with that, they should have been developing characters, even in this film. Like you're introducing like two more characters, Zoe Bliss, um, and that's Carrie Jaina, Russell's character. Yeah, that's Carrie Russell's character. And Jaina, and even, in my opinion, the best character, Babu Frink. Yeah. Um, so, Babu Frink. Babu Frink. Babu but, Frink. like, so you have all this stuff going on. And and essentially, and you also introduce characters of, you finally show Ray's parentage. Like, Ray's father is Palpatine's son. And, you know, she has a mother. Which is bananas. Which is yeah, bananas. Right? It's just and it's just like, it's just, and it's like, if this was the plan all along, which I, I've been in some arguments recently that this was the plan all along. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> Clearly, I, these people did not have a plan. Yeah. That she was always Palpatine's granddaughter. Even if that's true. Say that's true, which is not. Uh, say it's true. Um, if it's true, she she was going to be whoever they needed her to be, first off. Uh, but if, if it's true, then why not do that from the beginning? This whole mystery, this is why we don't know anything about Ray, because you these idiots have made her, her whole entire story a secret up until 30 minutes before this movie ends. Like, make, if she, if we knew she was a Palpatine, if she was Palpatine's granddaughter by the halfway mark of Force Awakens, 
then like you could explore that her whole character could be explored throughout this entire series in last jedi you could have done some stuff at the end of force awakens you could have done some stuff throughout all of last jedi in this movie you can have some stuff dealing with her um, that revelation her family her family lineage yeah Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, i mean there's this other movie set where this guy finds out his dad is the evil man in the robot suit yeah halfway through the trilogy or, you know, like 60% of the way through the trilogy, and they spend the rest of the trilogy on that one character. But that's even you know, a, a time. I, I don't even know. Uh, what movie was that? What's that? What was that? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, exactly. And before that, he had that. He had some information of who his family was. Like, it was just, that part was just twisted. So it was like you didn't know nothing about Luke up right. until that reveal. It was just like Luke had, Luke and the audience had a certain view of what their family history was. My father was a Jedi who was killed by Darth Vader. It wasn't like... Like this is like well, I'm Pal- a nobody. Yeah, that at least that would have been like Palpatine killed your parents, you know, with 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 uh, and with Ray and stuff. Like you had parents and Palpatine killed them. Right. Like, you know, that would have been in Force Awakens, and then she's like, I hate Palpatines, you know, right. and it's like, uh, you know, and that would have been. Finds a- out, I'm a Palpatine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you would do that in the second movie. At Man, least. it's like you're writing a better movie. movie. Yeah, just and that's just talking. a straight copy of. Is the other movie you was talking about still with Shaq? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it was. Yeah, that's probably what it was. <laughs> that, was that? Yeah. I've, I've been trying to figure it out since you said it. It's either that or uh, Kazam. Yeah. <laughs> so like I don't know or anything about her parents like they're they're just these uh, like who the hell was Palpatine like who did he marry who was his wife who was like or the woman he impregnated like I and know. like had a son and who was this son like is how old maybe was she he? was a force yeah. tube baby you know um maybe. exactly yeah. I mean <laughs> what who was exactly you can't just drop like she had some parents and they protect and they re- rejected uh, if, uh bad doctrine. stuff yeah. doctrine like and just like and died like yeah. they're just There's plot so devices many, it's so like they hanging a sh- they hanging a shiny thing in your face and they like oh shit that's, well, your, all of a that's sudden, a granddad look at yeah. the shiny thing look yeah. at the shiny I thing. mean there's like that but you problem. got time to chase MacGuffins like, yeah there's that whole problem of there. like who's her, her parents their history their connection to to uh, Palpatine and and his lineage would have if they're going like you know they have this whole thing of like clones are big in Star Wars people can clone this clone that they've had clones for like thirty years in Star Wars oh the Clone Wars the Clone Wars Whoa. Oh, wow. Snoke's are clones like you know then just make her a clone it would have been so much simpler and cleaner narratively then they create this whole messy family lineage because they want it to like kind of mirror the original trilogy and kind of mirror this whole Skywalker thing. And it's just like, if you just made her a clone or at least made your son a clone and then said your son met someone and had, like that would have been way cleaner wow. and simpler. That's like already a better story. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Exactly. And so, and it's if you're like, listen not- to this, you're like, well, I don't care about that. It would look pretty. Then then you're not as hardcore a fan as we See, are. See, that's what we're saying when we say hardcore and people are like, what do you mean hardcore? Like, when we're talking about this and you just roll your eyes over and you're just like, nah, I don't care about that stuff. <laughs> like, then that means you're not a you're hardcore. Not a hardcore you're, you're a casual. Yeah. Like, that. that's what a casual is. Like, and so I feel like if you're listening to this then you you want to know some hardcore stuff yeah. if you want to hear us you know especially me and double black going in on it you know uh we, you know we can critique it as a film and 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 stuff but like if if you're you know like star wars is super passionate because it meant something to me because i you know and and to us and it meant something in our family and like you know and it's just like if if it's if it's just too you know like if you want to keep it casual you know like you can do that with star wars but like don't like don't try to like pin like, defend this. this. Don't try to defend this. That's that's all, yeah. that's my point. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Their decisions are indefensible because, as you know, from a uh, as Laserbeam said, from a uh, sort of like ten thousand feet up, you know, bird's eye view. Now that all the films are out, it's clear that they did not have a plan um, from beginning to end of story arc. And in today's day and age, with all the streaming with all the franchise series, you can tell the series that are going to do well and are and are well thought out and have like a multi-year arc or a multi-installment arc for their franchise, whether it be a streaming show or whether it be, you know, a big franchise movie. Um, I mean, the gold standard is, you know, Marvel, uh, the MCU, because Kevin Feige, the producer of all those films, mm. you know, started 
with Iron Man in 2008, and he didn't know exactly how Endgame was going to end up and exactly who was going to play who and all this kind of stuff. But he had an overarching plan and a, a big idea. And I just don't think Kathleen Kennedy, as the as the person who runs Lucasfilm now, had she had like one idea to like make it more accessible to women and to get more and to have a female led story, which is fine. But you got to put story first before you put. I'm all for diversity and and inclusion and all that kind of stuff. But you got to start with a good solid story and you can't have like one director come in and do something and then another director come in and do something the totally opposite and then hire a third director and then fire that guy for creative differences because he is trying to create something that's more in line with what um, fans want and what people want to see um, and then you know and then rehire the first right it's just the the story is just too messy the overarching like you know so you can't tell me for example that like she was supposed to be a Palpatine the whole time and that Palpatine was supposed to be the big bad. Like, he's pulling the strings from the very beginning. And I'm just like, that makes, that's that's really hard to believe. That's and that's what they're trying to sell you on in this movie. And it's just like, you know, th- there was no mention or idea that Palpatine was going to be back. And there's, you know, interviews out where Ian McDermott's talking about, like, the, the guy who plays Palpatine, who's played him since 1984 or 1983, yeah. has said that they just called him, like, you know, in April of this year or something like that, you know, to do this. And so you can't definitively say that like, that was the idea from the beginning. It's just damage control. They're doing what is known as retconning, which is retroactive continuity to like make this all kind of fit, mm. um, in their sort of like world they've built in, in star Wars. Uh, and it's just not well done. It's not, it's sloppily executed. Yeah. And again, I, it does hit me in a nostalgia feels like when I see Chewie get the medal, he finally got his medal for Yavin. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then, like, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia feels for me because, like, for me, the whole best scene in this whole movie is something ripped straight from the expanded universe where they're showing young Luke and Leia training, doing Jedi training, and you see that Leia has a blue lightsaber like her father, and they're training together, and it's kind of explaining, like, why she stopped doing her Jedi training. I was like, oh, this is something from the original expanded universe, which, you know, I find you know, was like the best Star Wars ever that continues the story after Return of the Jedi. But, you know, they didn't want to use those stories. They want to go a different way. And this is where we ended up. And so it's not very well done. Um, the nostalgia feels good and it looks nice. But again, when you start asking questions of like, why, why this, why that? You know, there's like simple questions that are never answered. Like, uh, you know, if you watch stuff from the beginning, like I'm talking like the Phantom Menace stuff and all that kind of stuff, it's quite clear. No one knows what a Sith is. Sith are like something that like, a few Jedi masters talk about <laughs> and the Sith have been gone for a thousand years. And then all of a sudden, you know, in this movie, 30 years later, everyone's just like, that's Sith language. You can't use Sith language. The Sith are back. Like, it's like common. It's just like how we would talk about, like if communism rose again and like started invading us with planes and shit, it's just, it's insane. Like how, yeah. you know, that's, you yeah. know, how well people know about this dead religion of force users. All of a sudden they're just common knowledge for everybody i'm like this is ridiculous like this makes no sense and if like how would c3po be programmed not to use sith language when he was built by anakin skywalker like everything is in opposite sort (laughs) oh anakin skywalker (laughs) for what reason do you program it in there and not give him access to it yeah Anakin Skywalker built C-3PO. <laughs> that's canon. That's in the original movies. That's in, <laughs> that's that's in, in the prequels. That's in the Not prequels. The original, yeah. Not the originals, but in the prequel movies. And then how do you have that be a thing and not... Yeah, that's insane. And, and, and then, like, have this whole, like, he can't, you know... Because they just want to pull in your heartstrings of his memory being wiped, which they completely undo, like, five minutes later when... R2 gives him a USB a, a download. Backup, which further <laughs> explains to you why didn't R2 just do it in the first place? Yeah. You can well, say that about anything technical <laughs> in these three movies. Yeah. R2 could have done just it. Just done yeah. it in the first place. Yeah. This and also cold breaker thing in The Last Jedi, R2 could have just done, done that stuff instead of getting DJ. And then in this movie, like R2 could have just worked on c 3 Real's brain. Yeah. Like, I love Bubble Freak. But, like, you didn't need him. Yeah, and, like, and to be like, honest, as much as I love Babu Free, I, I don't have, I, like, he's just as bad as he is it's good. Because yeah. it, it could have been a, a pivotal point in the movie where you watch two best buddies, yeah. R, uh, uh, R2-D2, C-3-T-3-O, go through this this tumultuous situation. He's been my friend since we started this journey. Yeah. And you're asking me to wipe his memory right now. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, Whoa. And, and, and it could, it's because Kenny Baker's dead. Yeah, it's it mainly why. 
right. to play the line on you know mm-hmm. on, I'm, 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 on I'm, machine I'm, or humanity. Yeah. Like there's so much to it. Like and when I watched that scene, I was like, like where is well, I mean, I think it's, like, I mean, I think it's because they want to sell more BB-8, and now there's not Babu Freak. Deal. I'm buying a Babu Freak. Something. It, well, I'm not just... Babu Freak, but the droids. They want uh, BB-8. They want to say on BB-8. They wanted to get rid. So here's let's, they let's sideline R2D2. They yeah. sideline R2D2. They would have sidelined C-3PO if Anthony Daniels was dead. It's because Kenny Baker's dead. If you if the actor the original actor was still alive, the same thing with Chewbacca. If the original actor was still alive, who's in the suits and stuff, they couldn't sideline them as much as possible because then the actor would be upset and then that like even the casual fans would be like hey you guys are upsetting kenny baker and anthony daniels we can't go along with this you you guys are being bad at disney but like once those people are dead and gone or like really can't do anymore like like uh peter mayhew with uh they're like then they can do whatever they want with those characters. Like so, R two just sat his ass in a corner this whole trilogy. And now the only because way to they explain don't... it is he's obsolete technology, which is not the case at all. If he restored C three PO from a backup, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean for me it's just a cash grab. You and know, so they can cash grab. Greed the new explains characters. everything. Yeah, like obviously, we, obviously, when it comes to droids, we want you to buy BB eight, and now this new droid Do. Do. Yeah, like they don't he want. Was the... Booty cheeks, yo. <laughs> I was like, what is the point of this robot? There's no point at all. What is but, the point of this robot? But I liked him because he was like, ah, no thanks, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he's just mad. Uh, he's just mad. Point is, point point is Babu Freak, I don't even need that other droid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. He's a he's a hair dryer or a microphone. A yeah, bullhorn yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. On he's wheels. cone head on wheels. Yeah. 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 Nah. So I guess, you know, now that we have... Uh, I just want to get into Finn. Real, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so give him Finn, and then they will yeah, do. They will do, do, uh, do Star Screams yeah. and SJs. Yeah. So the Finn. one black man, the magical. So, yeah, Negro that's why. I, yeah, as, as the beginning podcast boys, we got. I just gotta hit the Finn. Guffin. So, um, uh, as as in our first very first episode, uh, Corwinder shouted out that you know Finn is is like it was only main main problem Corwinder had with Last Jedi is Finn is totally wasted in that film. Um, he's wasted even more. This, this, it's the film he's most wasted in, which really tells me about Ryan Johnson, um, how he, how he really feels. Um, Finn is, um, like in these, in the, the first and third movie, Finn is used the most, but he's still like wasted. Like his potential, like his story as a, like they his whole show, reveal. They just show him the most. Like any, yeah. none of the stuff he does is integral is to there, the outcome. Yeah, exactly. Cause all, all he does is just run up and just scream Ray. It's, it's like, it's <laughs> Ray! Like, that's all he does. That's his job. Yeah. Is, is to run up um, and scream Ray. Ray. And, get, and get shot, as we discussed earlier. Why and the then, black yeah. man gotta get shot? That's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and so, um, it, it's just like this. It's, it's, it's wasted. And like, um, he could have been so much more. He could have been so much more interesting. Could have been more stuff. But like uh, Last Jedi, he, you know, he, they have him in a bubble suit with li- liquid squirting out of him. And he's falling down. And, you know, he's getting shocked by uh, cops, Rose. you know, yeah. by Rose, by right. cops. Yeah, yeah, the, the Canto Bite cops shock him. He's like, ooh, ooh. He's, just a, he's a clown. He's a, he's a caricature. He, he, doesn't, his, he doesn't affect anything in any of the stories. He's yeah. just, except for barely at the end of this one, him and Jaina get the lasers and shoot the capital ship uh, bridge. Congratulations. You right. know. Um, anybody with lasers. Congratulations, could've... you played yourself. You played yourself. Anyone with lasers could have done po that. Poe could have did that. Yeah. Killed eighty percent of the rebellion at the same time. So, yeah. and, and and just real quick on Poe, uh, a lot of people also. Another thing, a uh, um, uh, uh, Hispanic friend of mine pointed out that uh, Poe's backstory is uh, also racist, um, especially as it's explored in this movie. Like everything, he's a former spice smuggler, and it's seen as a um, negative in in the film like Finn gives him like a heart spice smuggler spice is smuggler my profession yeah. right yeah they give you know, him a hard time. they give him a hard time like what you know he knows how not to hijack a hot wire a car right, right. you know and, and it's just, seen as a negative and it's seen as a negative whereas, whereas like, Han Solo so, hot wire stuff so, and they're like oh he's a rap scallion he's a rap scallion yeah he's exactly he's a lovable scoundrel yeah, it's a difference when uh, a white male is a criminal has a criminal background and then when a person of color or Hispanic particularly let's let's keep it real. Uh, has a uh, criminal criminal. That's uh, problematic. That background. he knows how to. You know, so it's just car. you know, yeah. like, and this is the movie that you deal the most with Poe. Um, yeah. 
and then like tell you his backstory. Yeah, it has his backstory, and it's seen as a kind of a pejorative, negative light. And then so like in the in because in the Last Jedi, he's just a, a a man who shouts at women and doesn't listen to women. You know, as they're just t- telling him to blindly follow him because we're in the rebels or resistance or whatever, whatever the fuck, the fuck it's called. <laughs> uh, his commander is just giving him blind orders that don't make any sense, but he's just supposed to follow him. You know, uh, but you know, it's because he's a he's a, a man and doesn't like listening to women. You know, it's just like, you know, which it's they could tie that in, Latino machismo. Is, uh, they could tie that into exactly the we got to get rid of that Latino machismo. They have too many, uh, you know. Yeah. So, it's just it's 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 very it's worth noting and it's, it's worth it's noting it's, it's subtle yet overt yeah exactly yeah. that's there's just things i'm trying to bring to again when you look yeah. at it with any kind of a critical eye and you start asking the whys of like what what is happening and why are people doing things and you you know if you want to just look at it as a spectacle and this is like you know the the color of the month like oh like you know november was frozen now, December, December is, Star is Star Wars, Wars whatever our Disney overlords tell us to go watch, then go ahead and enjoy it and, you know, love it and, and, and think it's pretty and, you know, Jumanji's coming next or Fast and Furious is coming next or whatever Fuck movie, whatever movie, James, but whatever they tell you to watch next, go watch it next. But if you have any kind of critical sort of, you know, eye to these films uh, that you want to, like, look at, that's what the Begin Podcast is here for, to break it down. And so there is... You know, maybe um, some perspectives you never thought of or yeah, and noticed before. Yeah, exactly. And so for us, we look at those things, we we explore those things because those are things that are important to us, and so that's why we're here, and that's what we bring to you. So let's jump in and yeah, uh, sure. do SJs and Star Screams. Uh, yeah. So our system here, in case you don't know, is we do SJs, which <clears> is like all the things good in the film, and that stands for Sam Jackson, Stony Jackson's like cool black dudes in cinema that we think. And then we do a negative rating for all the things we thought were negative, which is Star Screams. And Star Screams, uh, we say that because he was the, you know, the foil, the 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 not good thing in the Decepticons. He'd just and be fucking up. He'd just be messing up. He'd so, fucking up. Um, so the more SJs it has, the more good things a movie had. But the more Star Screams it has, the more bad things it had. So. So yeah, I guess I'll kick it off. Yeah. Uh, and one of the big things I'll say before I start talking any kind of review stuff is uh, one of the big points that we were trying to make in this episode is the difference between a diehard fan, uh, aka nerd, or, or, or geek about something, or the casual fan. And I'm going to preface my review in saying that even though I do know a little bit more about Star Wars lore, I am a casual, because this did not you know, dictate or change, you know, anything about me growing up or my life. I honestly didn't see the first Star Wars until the new trilogy was coming out. So with that being said, uh, I can still see where someone who has such a vested interest in this uh, would be let down. Uh, and so with that being said, I also have a bunch of friends who I watched be let down multiple times by these films. So uh, in th- that instance, that that doesn't so much sit well with me. They've also watched me do things like that. Uh, you might hear it soon with the Witcher episodes if, if that goes that way. Uh, but uh, also, you know, on top of it, I just I, I didn't thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, it. It wasn't a bad film. It kept me interested. I kept watching. It was you know, a visual spectacle, but it's it's not even interesting if you're a casual fan, unless you, as we've said multiple times in this episode, follow the hype. Um, so, a lot of gripes I had about it. There's a lot of technology, uh, technology mishaps and things like that that don't make any sense. Many of the characters, since there's not enough time to explain all of these characters in a universe to all of these casual fans, end up becoming very, very shallow and useless, in my opinion. Um, uh, so all those things affect it as well. I wish I knew more uh, about certain characters, for example, like Rage's background. If she is a Palpatine and, and things like this, yeah. for, for even Palpatine shit. Like, 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 tell me about that. Um, and yeah. so uh, those things uh, don't hit well. But on the other end of the spectrum, uh, choreographed beautifully uh, like every fight scene and sequence you see is great uh the fact that stormtroopers miss all the time makes me giggle so i giggled a lot in this movie um uh you know bobble freak can't deny that he's a lovable guy might be drunk all the time but he get the job done i feel like you know i could kind of relate to that <laughs> um but still uh, uh he he was a great addition to the film uh uh you know, it, it was good to see the whole crew again and all of that stuff. Uh, so as far as my, my ratings and reviews go, uh, I'm going to give it 
two SJs because the things I did like were, you know, like Bible Freak and the fighting were there. Uh, and to be honest, it's enough for me to go and see it again because I am going to see it a second time. So I got to give it more than one SJ for that. Uh, but I'm going to give it four star screams uh, because it, it, it's it's a hodgepodge mess, man, to say the least. Like it's everywhere. It's, it's trying to do everything all at one time. And partially it's damage control, but on the other end, it's just sloppy filmmaking. Uh, and so that's just how I felt about it. What's up? It's your boy Double Black hitting you with the next uh, review here. And yeah, this movie, uh, there's so many problems and it's so problematic, in my opinion, with uh, the storytelling and the narrative. Um, but I did like it more than Last Jedi and I can't remember what my review of Last Jedi was. So hopefully this will be in line with that. Um, I mean, right off the top, I would say I give this movie, um, I'm thinking around the same kind of deal, like one and a half, two star screen or one and a half, two SJs, um, because of the nostalgia, there was some, there were a few for me, cool nostalgia things like seeing Luke and Leia at the end with the, um, on Tatooine with, uh, Ray, like, even though, you know, the whole Ray Skywalker thing, I'm like, what? That's, that's bananas. But just like the stuff that was an homage or done with the original people, you know, Han, Luke, Leia, Lando, uh, that stuff was cool to me. Uh, little things like, you know, Chewie finally went in at the space chest because he's like learned the lessons that go back all the way to Solo uh, of learning how to play space chess. Like those little things kind of like made it, you know, hit me in the feels at least a little bit. So I will give it like two S two SJs on that. But yeah, like, can we give five star screams? Yep. Yeah, that's okay. why you got a fifth one. <laughs> yeah, I would give it four and a half to five star screams, man. It's just, it's, it's a mess. It's such a mess of a movie with like no, uh, with just MacGuffin, 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 like we said before. So like for me, it's just all over the place. There's, you know, there's moments of greatness, but you know, um, they would need another movie, maybe a uh, movie and a half. To really bring right. this together, right. but I don't want to see any more of this. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm exactly. done. I yeah. hope it's done. Uh, to I me, this is all. Done. You know, like you know, if someone really smart takes over from uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who cares about Star Wars, like maybe they'll say that this was like an alternate reality or something like that through some like, Sith magic or something. Because everybody um, knows about it, and they'll redo it with more expanded universe influence. That's okay. the only way I can see. Like this is a fever dream. It's a very bad fever dream that we're finally waking yep, from as a, you know, as a, as a fandom. And, you know, so, yeah, I, it's not a, I would say maybe watch it once it's on Disney plus or something like that. Don't run out to the theaters to see it. If you haven't seen it, especially if you're a true fan of star Wars um, and, and, you know, grew up with these movies and like what they do. Um, it's, a, it's just a cash grab. It's very pretty, um, but it's a mess of a movie. All right. Um, yeah, I guess I'm going to, Give it the roughest business. Not by much. Not by much. Uh, I'm ten just, stars. Yeah, I was thinking that. While I was sitting here thinking that. I was like, ten to the third. <laughs> uh, nah. Yeah, I'm gonna give it um, one and a half uh, SJs. Um, uh, like a whole well, one of those SJs is because of Babu Frank. And <laughs> my man, man, you got. And then the other half is. Be, yeah, exactly. He's it's a whole point. That's yeah. the one whole, whole, whole SJ one for whole SJ just him. Just Bobo Frank. I'm not joking. Um, I'm really not. <laughs> I mean, he, he was one whole of mine. <laughs> and then a half, they get a half for all the other things you guys have said of, like, you know, having Han, Luke, and Leia in the movie, I suppose, and Lando, and C-3PO, and R2. Like, but they've mistreated the original character so poorly throughout these all three of these movies, including this one, you know, when they had the most chance to course correct their treatment of all three um so i'm gonna you know um because i i, I kind of like that scene where they're you know tra training when they were young but it's like this i didn't like the de-aging effects on their face they need to go to the um, terminator dark fate whatever those that dudes technology are just has to be smoothed out in general i'm man. telling like, you that it movie does not work the movie well. is, like we can do a little real quick on my little thing but that movie dark fate terminator dark fate is real bad but that that uh the aging CG is amazing. Okay, it's not it's spectacular on you know Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Ed Furlong. It's 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 really incredible. It looks like okay, you know, like a year after Terminator Two. James Cameron I, always best in the game when it comes to so technology. So I guess maybe Avatar Two, Three, and Four are gonna be amazing. 
Um, so it's a visually, <laughs> uh, visually, they're gonna be. Yeah, he's doing a trilogy. It's a, <laughs> he said it was a trilogy. I thought it was just yeah. two. Oh wow! Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's no, two, he's, three, he's, and four. He's, I still he's haven't seen more movies. So right. Yeah. So, so like Lucas, uh, Light and Magic needs to step up their game. But anyway, but yeah, so one and a half SJs, and then a solid good old. A grand old five star screens. <laughs> yes, five star screens for everything I've said, and 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 then some more. Yeah. Uh, we can, you know, maybe we'll have a a wrap up of the entire Star Wars saga uh, episode where we can talk about all nine films. Oh yeah, you know, all nine episodic <laughs> oh, films. Oh yeah, that's a three hour episode right here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, like we can rank them. Like maybe, like maybe we can figure out like rank, the Tarantino. Movies. Yeah, like yeah. Tarantino. Like rank our uh, rank the nine movies. Okay. You know, or rank all the Star Wars movies. Right. Look at that you know, story Roll one in there, and and, and um, Solo. Oh yeah, uh, Lady right? Proxima. She's the best character ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you clicked a rock. Um, Don't do it for Han. Han. <laughs> so that's me. One and a half. Five. Okay. All right. That's so. It. Man, you know, tell us if you agree. Tell us if we are absolutely wrong. We want to yeah, argue with yeah. you. Please give us all I you got. Um, I already Wars. know that I'm going to have to go into work and have some conversations after we post this one, and it's cool. <laughs> um, cool. So we're going to do it. We're going to bring it in, but please get in touch with us. You know, may the yeah. force be with you. Yeah. I'm also giving myself an extra 0.5 SJ. So that's 2.5 SJs for Lando's curl because that <laughs> shit was on point. Son. I give him that. No gravity, and the curl is just flipping yeah, like that. Fantastic. Come on, son. So yeah, All right. Star Wars, yeah. Rise of Skywalker, Begin Podcast. We out of here. Thank you guys. Peace. All right.